Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Let's join together in prayer. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we thank You for Your Word. We pray that You would speak to us, and Lord, that You would allow us to lift our voices in praise to You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There is one ailment that is sweeping our nation with great ferocity. It doesn't have to do with uh, a virus. It doesn't have to do with with a disease. It is considered a disease, but it is something that anyone can get. It is a problem that uh, basically has been so linked with heart problems that it is believed by a lot of uh, physicians that if people could get this under control, there'd be a whole lot uh, fewer deaths by heart attacks and deaths by uh, 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 with heart issues. It's also been linked with some people when uh, they have been uh, when they've had uh, strokes. It's a disease that in all reality, is very preventable. You might be saying, well, I don't don't know what in the world that is. Uh, It is a disease of our modern times called stress. Stress is something that is, uh, for many people, something that uh, is just not manageable. Stress is, is an issue that seems to be uh, uh, something that we all deal with and we've all learned to to see and understand what are some of those key things that cause us stress. <coughs> Excuse me. And I want to tell you that none is any better than what I'm going to discuss with you tonight. In fact, uh, God's Word tells us how we can deal with stress, how we can overcome stress, how we can live our life without stress. You might be saying, well, how in the world is it that we have missed it for so long? Well, like so many other things in our modern society, and we were talking about that a little bit during discipleship training just a few minutes ago, we have thrown out the baby with the bathwater. We have thrown out so much uh, in terms of practical things that uh, used to not plague our society and our culture because of the fact that we had an understanding of God's Word and we had an understanding of how God's Word affected us and applied to our lives. Turn with me in your Bibles if you will. Got you curious, haven't I? Have I got got you curious enough to know where the answer to stress is in God's Word? Isaiah chapter 40, if you'll turn there. uh, This is probably not the only place that you could look in terms of of how to, to manage stress. But I want you to look with me in uh, uh, Isaiah. 
Isaiah chapter 40 and looking, look with me with, if you will, in verse 28. It says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint." This passage of Scripture teaches us so much about the character of God and about how God desires to meet our needs. What's the background? Well, Isaiah is a prophet of God. He's a prophet to Israel during the time of uh, the people of Israel being in being dispersed and being in captivity in other countries and other nations, and he has been uh, warning the children of Israel about uh, judgment that's come because of of all these different things that have happened because of their lack of trust in God. You know, so many of our problems, even to this very today. And I'm not saying this just because I'm a pastor, but so many of the problems that we face today are because we've turned our back on on God. We've turned away from trusting in God, depending upon God. Our nation was founded on the understanding that that we as a nation had to depend upon God for us to simply just to get off the ground as a country and as a nation. Uh, There was no denying that that the endeavor that our forefathers uh, proposed in this nation was so momentous that it could not be done without the hand of God upon it. It was doomed to failure. And so many things that we have... You know, look, we have, we've gotten to be in a culture and a society where we believe that we can do everything. And uh, look... Recently, as as far as recent as 2008, our society was rocked with the uh, the understanding that life could not always be sustained in the way it always was. 2008 came along. What happened? Uh, the uh, subprime crisis hit, and all the all our banks and all of our uh, financial institutions were seen as vulnerable, and so many people's lives were were wiped out because of of uh, recession. So many people lost their job, and we saw uh, something very close to uh, not quite on the scale as in the 1920s when. Uh, uh, the uh, depression hit and and uh, the stock market crashed, but there was a uh, because of of securities and because of of safeguards being placed in, it kept our society from having issues that happened in the 1920s. But uh, people lost their jobs. 
people that were uh, corporate CEOs lost their jobs and uh, many of them committed suicide because of the fact that they lost their identity as being someone who had power and influence. Why? Because uh, a stock uh, that, that their livelihood depended on went south and, and withered up and, and blew away and people had no way up because so many people depended upon their 401ks, depended upon their savings, depended upon the value of their homes, depended upon uh, their job and all these things. When all of that happened, their lives, their livelihoods, their whole self-worth just blew away. And God tells us time and again to inspect ourselves. And this goes back to the, the issue of Sunday school this morning about what is it that we value? What are the things that we hold dear in our life? If we're caught up in the lust of the things of this world, if we're caught up in, in depending on... Uh, finding our value in how many cars that we have and the model of uh, and make of that car and and whether or not we've got a symbol on the side of our shoe or the right label in our clothes. If we depend upon those things, then those things can easily fade away. And where are we left? With nothing. And so God here is telling Israel and, and telling us today, that we need to depend upon Him. Israel was going to go through a period of time where their lives and their livelihoods would be utterly wiped away. Um, Israel's king had committed a great sin and and as a result of that, uh, God... uh, Here's what happened. It's found in the chapters right before this. Hezekiah was sick and he uh, is the king of Israel and he is uh, on his deathbed and he's facing the wall and he's upset about the fact that he's uh, dying. This is in chapter 38. And he's going through so much anguish and he's so repentant before God that God says to him, okay, I'll give you 15 years more to your life. And uh, this is the passage of Scripture where he says, how do I know if it's true or not? And God says, okay, I'll make uh, the shadow on the, uh, the floor go forward. And he's, he's, God's actually moving the, the sun in the sky. And he does that. And then, God, uh, then he says to God, well, ha- that was pretty easy. You made time move forward. How about making time move backwards? And so God says, okay, I'll move it backwards. And God does that. And so uh, he knows that he has 15 more years of life on his, in his life. And he gets so proud and arrogant about it that when uh, emissaries from another country come in, he shows them around all the things that he has. He shows them the great wealth that he has in his treasury. He shows them all the defenses that he have, has in his military. He doesn't leave anything out. And then the prophet of God comes to him and he says, what did you show those people? 
He said, all those people are from so far away. I just showed them everything. And, God, and the prophet of God says, well, because you've done that, I'm going to take all that you showed them away from you. And even your sons are going to be uh, taken off in chains and they'll be made eunuchs and they'll be made to serve. And you'll have to do all of the... uh, The people of Israel will go through all of this. Why? Because of your conceit. And so God is is trying to to, uh, tell the the people of Israel that that he's still going to be with them even in their captivity, even in their times of struggle, even in their times of difficulty, and there'll come a day when God will deliver them. And that's where this chapter 40 comes in. God is trying to give encouragement to the people of Israel. And he says in verse 28, Have you not known, have you not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord and Creator of all the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. How many times do we go through our life when we feel as though all hope is lost? Stress is built upon the fact that we're so worried about what is about to happen. We're so worried about how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to have food to have on the table? Am I going to lose my home? And so many times we set ourselves up for all that stress by overstretching our limits. We go beyond where we're supposed to go. We, we uh, spend money we're not supposed to spend and we do things that we're not supposed to do. And God comes to us in the, in the midst of all the problems that we have. And he says, don't you know that God is everlasting? God is over all things. God comes to us and he says, don't, aren't you aware? Aren't you aware that God never fails? God never faints. You know, so many people today understand and know that God has the power to do all things. But the problem is is that it's not whether or not God is able and has the power. For so many of us today, it's not that we don't feel like God has the strength and power. But what we have difficulty with is the belief that God is there for us. Oh yes, God holds the universe in uh, in its bounds. God is spinning the earth in the in the universe. God makes sure that the waters of the ocean only come so far. We we understand all of that. God is powerful and all that. But for so many people, we they feel as though, in spite of all of God's power and might. He doesn't care enough about me. I'm just so small and tiny. I'm so insignificant. God doesn't care about my problems. We fail to to tell God about the things that bother us the most because we feel like, well, they're so small compared to all the things that God has to take care of. Why do I need to... uh, I can't bother God about my little issues. He's got so much to worry about. And this feeds into what he's saying here in this. God never fails. God never faints. God never stumbles. God is able to care for all these things even though you feel as though God has all this to take care of. He's still great enough to care about your little issues 
along with all these other big things. So many people feel like God is so great and I'm so small that, that I can't bother God with my little issues. Well, God's not so small that He can't care for those big issues and your little comparatively smaller issues in your life. God is great. God is capable. God is able to take care of all these things. He says to, to Isaiah, Have you not known, don't you know, that God, the Creator of all things, faints not and is not weary? There's no searching for His understanding. God understands and knows our problems. God understands and knows everything that's causing you stress. The, pro- the, pers- the problem you have with the person that punches your buttons and gets to you time and time again. That person that, that you have issue with that, that's not acting like they should and not doing right and seems to be getting away with everything. God knows that. He understands that. He understands every aspect of what is causing you problems. He understands the the struggles that you're facing. He he knows all of those things. He understands. He's aware of those things. There's nothing that He has to search to know about because He knows. Here's the things that He does for us. God knows and He has all power. And it's not that God just simply knows those things and doesn't care for us. He says, He gives power to the faint. To them that have no might, He increases strength. God's desire is not that we would live our life with with, uh, having Him on our side and not being able to go through the issues and the problems of our life. God is there to give us strength. God is there to help us through. When we face our giants, when we face the insurmountable things in our life, God wants us to understand that He is there. When I was growing up, I had an issue with a boy in the neighborhood. He liked to do things to me to just simply pester me. He was four years older than five years older than I was. And he liked to do things that that would cause me to be belittled and he liked to do things to to pester me and and a lot of times uh it was it was just an issue that I had to deal with. He would uh in our times when we were younger and and when we would play he'd knock me down and he would set his knees on my arms and have me stretched out underneath him and he would pull grass up from all around me and and put grass in my mouth and he would do all kinds of stuff to me and and I think my brother uh, wanted to see me stand up for myself and wanted to see me uh, take care of the issue. And I think my brother also had an issue with with getting in the way of this guy because uh, he probably thought, well, you know, if I keep him from doing this to my little brother, then he's going to think I'm uncool and we'll, we'll not hang out together or whatever. But um, there came a time when uh, I had the desire to just simply run and hide behind somebody. Uh, I'd go run and hide behind my brother or hide behind my parents to keep from having to deal with this guy. 
And it, it's real easy to stand up to a bully when you, when you got your, your mom and dad standing right behind you and you're able to sit there and say all these things about what they're doing to you and how, and how they're mistreating you. And you know that you're going to be getting justice when your mom and dad are there. When, uh, or uh, when your big brother's there and you're, you've got these bullies, not necessarily this guy, but when you've got a bully that's bothering you and you've got a brother that's bigger and stronger and, and faster and able to take care of you, it's easy to stand there and stand up to the bully. What's not so easy is standing up to the bully when no one else is around. God doesn't want us to feel as though we're uh, unable to stand up to the issues in our life, the problems in our life. He says that I'm there to give you strength. I'll give you power and help you to not be faint. I'll, to those that are, uh, that are weak, He says, He'll give extra strength. He says in verse 30, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. He says there'll come a time when there are those who are all around you uh, falling away because of all the issues that are going on in their life. And I don't think there's a one of us that really understands fully what it must have been like for these people of Israel to be carted off by a domineering outside nation coming in and taking people by force and relocating them in a foreign land and, and moving them out. We've, we've faced adversaries on the battlefield as a nation, but we've never been conquered as a nation. We don't know what it's like, what it must have been like for these Israelites to find this in their life. And God is saying, look, there's going to come a day when people all around you are falling away. But He says in verse 31, But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with, with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. How does God describe the help that He's going to give? He says, first of all, He says that they'll, those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. What's essential to having your strength renewed? In this passage of Scripture, the essential part is, is that your strength is depleted, isn't it? He says, those who wait on the Lord. Well, God, I, I would hope that you'd come and help me have strength before I'm overcome, before I'm wiped out, before I'm, my strength is gone. But God says, that's not an issue for you here. You're going to be overcome. You're going to feel weak, he says, but you don't need to feel as though you're completely wiped out. He says, I will come. Those who wait upon the Lord, wait during the difficult times of when your strength is depleted. All of us go through those situations. All of us go through times where we feel as though we're simply unable to overcome the circumstance that we're in. God says simply wait. Wait upon me. 
what's really happening here is, is that we have to come to the realization that it's not in our strength that we're this is why God is is causing them to lose strength right causing them to be overcome he's trying to help the Israelites to understand who's God who is God it's not your in your the might that you have is not in your military power it's not in the wealth that you have in your treasury it's not in the the walls that you've built around your cities it's not in the the ability of your king to lead you into battle your strength is from God. So God says, okay, you want to you boast about all of the might and power that you have? Here's what I'm going to do. You'll be defeated. You'll see right away that your strength is not there. Your king is not able to protect you. Your military might is not able to protect you and bring you out of this. He says, but wait upon me. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon God. And He'll renew your strength. He'll give you strength in the midst of your weakness. What does that do? It keeps you from saying, well, I had strength all along. I was able to take care of this. They just had to look to me. I'm the Superman. I'm able to go in there and, and just bop them all on the side of the head and I'll be able to take care of everything. Nope. It's not you. It's God. It's God that gave you the strength and power to do that. It's God that allows you to have that power and might. It's not you because you've already been defeated. Wait upon the Lord. Realize where your strength comes from. It comes from God. He says, They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Walk and not be faint. What greater strength is there than to be able to overcome the circumstance, overcome the, the situation? You know, we, talk, we began by talking about stress, and stress is uh, caused by not believing that you'll be able to overcome the circumstance, not knowing a way out, not being able to handle the circumstance. God says, wait on me. When, when things get overwhelming, wait upon me. When things seem to be, uh, when the water seems to be rising and it feels like you're going to go underwater, wait upon me. He says, I'll lift you up like as you have eagle's wings to, to come and, and soar over your circumstance. Wait upon me and I'll give you strength, not just simply to walk, but to run. I'll give you a swiftness to overcome uh, those who are, are, are chasing you and, and, and running after you. I'll give you the ability to continue on without stumbling and falling. God says, but those who wait shall renew their strength. And they'll not be weary. They'll not be overcome completely. What is it in your life that's causing you stress and pain? What is it in your life that's causing you trouble with the things that, that seem to just to overwhelm you? 
problem with stress is, is that for so many of us, it's so hidden and so it's able just to consume you without anybody else knowing. But God says, wait upon me. Trust in me. Allow me to lift you up and to carry you on. Maybe you're at that place in your life today and you just don't know what to do. Wait upon the Lord. Rely upon Him. And He'll carry you through. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father God, we praise You for Your great love and we thank You so much for being there for us. Always being willing to see us through. Lord, there's so many things in our life today so many issues and problems that that we face. Lord, help us to remember that we do not face them alone, but you're there for us and always there to carry us through. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.